to Data Backlog Dialogues, the data podcast that digs you out of your backlog before it buries you in data. I'm Data John, and joining me as always are the Data Soros Heartless and Data Roxas to my data nominee. Are these even making sense anymore? Does any of this make sense? <laughs> anyway, I'm Data Matt. <laughs> just just moving along then, got it? And and, and Lego Data Jared here. Yep, we'll yep. be here all day if we start talking about this this thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for some reason, Coda didn't end last episode. And so I think we've got to keep going. Uh, I, I think we're only halfway through, right? I hope we're uh, halfway through. Actually, a little bit less by time, if I remember Ugh. correctly. Uh, <laughs> hope we don't have to do another one of these. Oh, boy. <laughs> I just want my existence to quietly end. Anyway, when we last left the story, Pete had put a bunch of bugs into Data Riku or Journal Riku or whatever one I call them, Journal Coup. Whatever the fuck that means. Yeah, Journal Coup is, I think, what we've gone with. Yeah. Uh, and he has bugs in him. Yeah, Journal Coup and Data Sora have a fight because Journal Coup wants Sora to destroy him. And the fight happens outside of cinematics, so we don't get to see any of it. I'm assuming there's nothing special about it, considering he's just kind of in his dark Riku outfit. I'm guessing it fights like normal. Yeah, I assume it is just another Riku fight. Uh, just in this case, it is a journal that is disguised as Riku for a moment. I'm sure there's nothing important. They would have included something if it was important, right? Right. Anyway, after the fight, we have journal uh, journal coup covered in cubes and Datasora fixes it by shooting a key laser at it, which is the solution to everything in Kingdom Hearts, right? Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, but it makes a keyhole right, and just fix it. I don't know. I don't know why it made a keyhole. Uh, it just did. Even the Disney dipshits are showing up to figure out what's going on here, too. So Datasora decides it's time to debug Riku in those words. Mickey's going to have to buy a license for Visual Studio Hearts Edition. Oh, no, he's got he's going to have to make sure to this to um to disable the McAfee Scrooge uh, um, program he put in. <laughs> no, oh. no Mc, oh, McDuckafee. Got it. McDuckafee. McDuffie. Yeah, McDuckafee. That's it. That's a totally. <laughs> oh, no. That's totally a totally cromulent thing that totally exists. McDuckafee. Uh, it's probably one of one of Scrooge's cousins or something like that. Yeah, probably. I mean, Scrimmer, Scrooge is the rich one. All his family was uh, actually poor, so. True. And some of them are assholes. Yeah, it depends, like, on, depends on the continuity. So then Data Sora dives into Journal Coup. Mickey's like, is this appropriate? Have we? What have we done? Not quite a dive to the heart, but, you know, similar. Yeah, I mean, I have in my notes, even as a Data in a journal, Sora Cross Riku is canon. I mean, data from a good ship, it's as real as the ship itself, right? Is, are we doing a ship of Theseus with sh actual ships here? I'm calling this game the Kingdom Hearts fandom secret Soriku ship thick bank. They really need it to be secret. I mean, they're quite honest. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think they're trying to hide this, um, even though, like, the text of the story says that Sora what, is interested in Kairi, but, like, his actions don't say that. I told you my thought. I think he two hands, Sora has yeah. two hands. Yeah, yeah. He is he is just as happy to see both of them. Just sometimes it's more dramatic than others. Mm -hmm. Nomura definitely likes to write bromances. I'll say that. Oh yeah, totally. In whatever in whatever in whatever form it might take, or if you might interpret, he still enjoys the concept. So anyway, as Data Sora prepares himself, Mickey gives motivational thoughts without saying anything directly to Sora. So why can't we hear Mickey's thoughts? Because he's learned how to narrate. It's a powerful ability. Wait, is he the perspective character of this game? Probably. I mean, it's not Jiminy, even though he tried to start it. Wait, holy shit. Does that mean that the written word sequences are narrated by him because he's the perspective character of the game? 
<laughs> again, as long as it's not chimney. So, like, again, like, we didn't have a narration for the uh, 358 days over two uh, scenes. And so... It didn't even have a voice. It was just text, as I recall. Yeah, and that's because that perspective character wasn't... We didn't have a perspective character for those narrated scenes. For this one, we do, and because for that, we do have a narration. Okay, wow. Disney allowed Mickey to run the plot of a game like this. That's always a little riskier than they're willing to do. Yeah, I mean, think about it. With the first game, they only allowed uh, Nomura, like, one scene with Mickey. Anyway... Data Sora manifests in an empty starscape. Well, it's we're, we're definitely inside Riku's head. It's empty and full of random bullshit. <laughs> and Journal Ku wonders what the hell Data Sora is doing here because he told him to basically go without him, finish him off, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Data Sora says he's here to fight all the bugs. And Honestly, Journal Ku should not be surprised. He's a different being from Riku, but he clearly has his memories and understanding. He shouldn't be surprised. Journal Riku is asking Sora to sacrifice him in order to, you know, go on, move on with the story. And it's for the greater good. Yep. This is one of those things where I said that this game is really glurge and there's a really big scene and a lot of heartfelt, you know, dialogue from Sora about how could I possibly leave you behind? That, that That's not even an option. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, though, it's Sora. Like, I don't think any of these scenes are too sweet on their own, but I do think they pile up. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it, it keeps driving home this the point that it's really trying to make about Sora here. And we're going to keep getting into it. But like this game is very much setting up a whole theme about this is why Sora is the protagonist. It's funny because so. this is a Sora that explicitly will not get any benefit out of growing or having a character arc. Exactly. So he doesn't. So he doesn't. It's the ones around him that are having one. Yep. <laughs> Even though he had his, even though he has dramatic moment with the whole Pete and the Howl Bastion stuff. Oh yeah. The thing is, is that Sora, it's not really Sora that's having a character arc or growth. It's that it's not really Sora. Data from a good boy is still a good boy. Sora is already a good boy. Yes. Uh, Journal Ku gives Data Sora a ball of data, which looks like an atom of some kind. It wasn't supposed to be here, and it just makes me wonder, Journal Ku, did you lay this egg? He already forced that one. Oh no. Please tell me you two understand that reference. Of course I, I understand. Do. You really think I don't? I know Data Jared does. I don't know about Data Matt. I understand it, but mostly because I was introduced to this one earlier. And me, it's because I retain all poisonously insane elements of any fandom I know. So it's I just can't get rid of these things. <laughs> I know other horrors that I will not speak Journal Ku explains this as, quote unquote, data that is not supposed to exist in Jiminy's journal. Yep. We got to figure out where that data came from so the journal can be fully restored. And that's going to be the real plot of the game, right? Yes. As far as I know, this is the real plot of the game, that essentially this is data that that we don't know exactly where it came from. It can't be decoded yet. This was planted somehow metaphysically inside the journal. And yep. now it's coming out. He gives him the data. Like J- Journal Ku has no idea what it is. He makes quite clearly. Yep. It's like, it's like, look, I'm just going. It's like me. That's great. So anyways, I'm just going to go jump into the darkness now. And now it's going to solve everything. Bye. Yep. Even though the journal Riku is still Riku. Yeah. I'll take the bugs with me. So they'll be destroyed. They'll never see the light again. Yep. It's like, so go now. It's always like, okay, I can still help. Like, God damn it. <laughs> Dinosaur literally is not up for that shit and just is like, nope, I'm going to help. Like, he lets Reek, he lets Jernoku do his big speech. He's like, I get it. There's just enough time. Right. It's like, there's enough time to stop him if there's enough time to escape. 
Like, no, I didn't mean that. And like, hell, we even got this line. This is me here. You didn't really think I'd give up and leave you like this. And Joe was like, oh, right. Sora's going to Sora. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I said, he even just flat out says, I remember now. I can't, you can't, once you get an idea in your head. With that, Journal Clue is just like, I'm going to open the door to the data stuff. It's time it's, to get rid of the bugs. Did someone say the door to data? Damn it. Wow. Nobody mentioned the door to data? <laughs> God damn it. Um, so yeah, it's time to get rid of the bugs in a wheel spinning second time through the world's code it already went through. Woo. So we're just going to go ahead and there's like a, a cut scene at the beginning of every one of these or, you know, during every one of these where you have just Sora in the environment fighting these bugs that look like the boxes that we saw earlier with spider legs. Yeah, yeah. I think a couple of data heartless, too. Like a sort of a mix. I think it's more the bugs than the heartless, but I think you're right about the mix. You're beating up the boxes. I have no idea what the gameplay is like. I suspect it's recap level, short and simple ones. Yeah. What we're going to have now is a whole bunch of sequences where the the movie gives us like 15 to 25 seconds of Sora fighting something in each zone, and then he hops back with Journal Coup where there's new doors and they have conversations. Well, here we get, uh, after Datasaur clears off that island, Journal Coup shows up on the island, and the two hang out on Breeding Island, just to discuss the rules of the Datascape. Yeah. And I can access the world now if you weaken the bugs here, and yeah. they have nothing to say to that. It's like, okay. Yeah, it's worth noting that the Datascape is pretty clearly another layer of reality and not just the journal from this. It's more that I think by the rules of Kingdom Hearts, the Datascape is itself a world. Yeah, I think that's about right. Uh, the journals exist inside it, I think you wanted to say. Yeah, I feel like the journal exists inside the Datascape and making up part of it. If you put data inside the Datascape, it becomes worlds matching the memories inside the data. Yeah, Data is just memories. And we we had a whole game, in fact, about how memories make us who we are, that memories are the essence of the heart. Well, back to the Starscape. They didn't really have much to say. They just talked about what, what has already happened. They just discussed the plot that happened before. What are we yeah, just they, recapping it? Like, Journal Coup's explaining why he threw the dark side at him. It's like, well, the Heartless have already broken down the walls. I used the damage to call Mickey and others to help. I mean, okay. I might want to danger, but I had no choice. And also, I don't care about any of you. The two return to the Datascape area, and another door is open for Datasaur to go to. It's Traverse Town, again. Well, now, listen, so we already we get the pattern. Datasaur clears out the bugs, and Journal Coup goes up for a conversation explaining what happened the last time in this game they were here. Yep. Yeah, Journal Coup is apparently keeping Huey, Dewey, and Louise safe because they had keyhole pieces, which I don't know what that means. How does that make any sense in this cosmology right now? <laughs> It's yeah. I, I think it's just kind of explaining like some of the unexplained things that happened during the first thing through the world. Like why were Huey, Dewey and Louie here and helping to find the keyhole pieces and stuff like that? Journal Cruz says I was here to keep them safe from danger. I just I don't understand the rules of how real these characters are and what needs to be done. Journal Cruz specifically sees all of these characters as real because he is one of them. Mm -hmm. So he does not want any of the data beings to come to harm. And yet, even though he is incredibly self-destructive and wants to protect the existing characters well, over the data. So I, I don't mean, know where that goes. At the same time, though, like Datasaur just straight up tells Journal Coup that he has to stop doing everything by himself, which would be a compelling character growth if we weren't just retreading these same beats with the original Sora and Riku. Though, to be fair, I think, you know, this is, I believe, a copy of Riku after the events of Kingdom Hearts 1. 
Yep. And so, and before the events of Castle Oblivion. Yep. And before exactly. the events of Kingdom Hearts 2. So he hadn't really fully. Yeah, all that character development is like. Journal Coup has to go through all that character development in sort of like an accelerated period of time. Yeah. And we're doing it just by doing Kingdom Hearts 1 over again, rather than sending him Chain of Memories or Kingdom Hearts 2. Because that's what code it is. It'd be really awkward if we had to go through Chain of Memories at some point here. Yeah, probably. Datasaur goes to fight Bugs in Wonderland next. And, and after the fight, I find in my notes a message from Real John. This is why I don't like coded. I know it's saying, <laughs> and now the bugs are silver. That's important, right? Like, yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it is important. I can't, I'm not even sure I'm right, to be honest, at this point. No, you, yeah. you are. They did change color. Datasaur tries to make a comment about the worlds being inside us. There's a whole universe in each of us. Sora, you're not allowed to have pot. Disney will frown down on us. The, the real Kingdom Hearts was inside us all along. I mean, you're not wrong. My friends are <laughs> my friends are my worlds. The, oh, God. the, the no, real Kingdom so. Hearts was the friends we made along the way. I mean... That's kind I of mean, sort of what Leonor disagrees uh, with that. was trying to do. No, that's what Zebedus was trying to do is he's trying to make everyone merge with Kingdom Hearts. So. <laughs> so for him, the real Kingdom Hearts were the enemies we slayed along the way was his plan. Good point. Um, it's like Sora's so, just going on. It's like, think about it. We didn't even know there were worlds before. Now we've been to lots of worlds. We should like we need to try and let that sink in. And he's like, incredible. Yep. Just very deadpan. Incredible. Even Journal Coup is bored. Even Speedwagon is afraid. Now, now I'm convinced your day is getting corrupted. That reference doesn't fit. But I refuse. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, well, let's go to Agrabah. Datasaur goes to Agrabah to fight more bugs. Jodoro shows up again to recap stuff that happened in the story and why. It's like, I showed up here. Mickey was here. Maleficent was here. It's like, fucking hell. We were, <laughs> we were there, too. Thanks. It's a clip show that is talking about the clips that it showed us after it showed them without showing them. I can only assume this structure is a holdover from the original mobile game because oh, yeah. all like last the last, week. the unique second last and last episode. So they kind of now it's months later. So they're talking about it's the only right. thing that makes even a little bit. Yeah, of sense. The structure of the story cannot possibly work as a cutscene collection because of how the game was handled as a mobile game. And I, I, I doubt the recoded playable version was much was much more coherent because it wasn't much of anything either at that point. Mm hmm. So that's the only thing that makes sense here. So we're just watching the characters talk about the plot. I mean, isn't that what happens in Xenogears? Uh, kind of, though it's more interesting in Xenogears. This is definitely the absolute worst part of Coded, which is a shame because there's a lot of good parts. But, you know, having the the characters talk about the story in a way that doesn't really add anything is is just very poor. And this is slow, might I add. This is a huge chunk of the cutscene oh, because yeah. there's just these short little battle scenes. And then, then Riku and Sora have these very slow, inactive conversations, either standing around in the environment or standing and, in the starscape where new doors appear. And they're, not, and they're not even conversations that like advance the story in any significant way. Uh, they're just cutscenes that talk about stuff that happened in the past. And it, none of it is all that compelling or interesting. At this point, even the plot knows we're done. So we're going back to the spacescape. Where Journal Coup says we've undone enough hurt to reach the deepest depths of the problems. Oh, there's that arc word again. Hooray, we're almost free. Well, I, I think there's still more going on. Data Sora asks about the cloak guy. Oh, yeah. And Journal Coup isn't sure what he means. And neither of them are going to question this further. We don't need to worry about that. That's for another game, right? <laughs> I mean, Sora's like, you helped me with the keyblade. And he goes like, no, I didn't. <laughs> 
And Riku actually says, never mind, it's not important. Focus. Yep. <laughs> Dinosaur goes to confront the bugs in Hollow Bastion. The bugs take form of Chernokus. We're not sick of fighting him yet. The bugs are kind of analogous to Ansem Seeker of Darkness here right now. Kinda. I, I don't even know what they're going for here. It's just bugs everywhere in Riku's memories. But not Riku's memories, the uh, journals collection that somehow has Riku as a theme. So after Data Sora wins against the bugs in the form of Journal Coup, he thinks the bugs are all cleared and it's time to head home. Yay, we're free! Data recovery, 90%. Conditions for reawakening Mets. Please say psych. <laughs> nope, we're not done. No, what? No, why? What? <laughs> Come on. This, okay, surely this next scene is the end, right? Surely there's only one more thing to do. <laughs> I can't I can't say it's true and don't call me Shirley. You poor naive fool. I was programmed with Iavite and Jojo's references. I feel like the original John's one of the most cynical, so that seems kind of evil him to do to you. I mean, have you seen the kind of programmer he is? I said I'm not a programmer at all, hence, you know, the the mini block build here. So we return to the spacecape and the two try to figure out what's going on. Yeah, Journal Ku thinks the bugs were just trying to exploit the darkness in him. A journal that took the form of Riku and not the actual Riku. It's like basically, like, so how does a book have its own darkness? So yeah, Journal Ku almost goes down the Riku path, but Datasaurus says, my friends are your friends too, and the Disney characters concur. John, Jacob, Jingle, Heiner, Smith. La 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 la. <laughs> wow, that's a, that certainly is a reference. Deep oh yeah. Butts. Deep cuts back to me back when I was a kid at campfires in my, uh, in my family's church camp, stuff like that. But as you said, I'm, I'm trying to remember when I first heard that song because I know, I know. When I was in like a preschool and I don't think it was like at a camp. I think it was like on a TV show. Yeah, like it was very much That's just like a family, like just a family uh, activity camp. So I just remember all the campfire songs. I, I, I remember it in, in, you know, like, you know, the first few grades of school, I think. How do we remember any of these things? They're programmed with these memories because we come from our creators. <laughs> it's so the logical paradox, but we're data. <laughs> so the spacescape starts to shake. We have a data quake. Goroku tells Datasaur to escape, and he makes a stained glass window for Datasaur to go through. We end up back in Hollow Bastion, where we had Again. come from before. Datasaur reunites with the Disney dipshits, and Goroku seems back to normal. That, remember, that was inner journal coup, and this is outer journal coup. Outer yeah, was, yes. was in the inner journal of the. Yes. OK, I can't continue. OK, yeah, it's just it's just really funny because we were in a datascape that was inside Riku, a personal datascape in while the outer world was in, the datascape in general. So it's the simulation hypothesis is what you're saying. Yep. With yep. journal coup just standing there blankly, I can only presume. And yep. Nikki and Donald and Goofy is like, this is weird. You know, real John does not like the simulation hypothesis, but then he went and made me. <laughs> so now I'm here to say my reality is a simulation. Deal with it. <laughs> right after we go through that door, we the data Riku opens or journal coup opens another door to go back to the real world. So we're just like serially jumping right through doors through layers of reality. You have to oh, yeah, to mention outer date journal coup has no knowledge of whatever was closing the door for inner journal coup. So is that just happening inside his data brain, or uh, I don't know? Even at this point, <laughs> so did Mickey uh, got to see all of this? So I can only assume there was like a monitor projected out. Did Christopher Nolan rip off coded to make Inception? <laughs> I mean, we can check the dates on it. Yeah, Inception was what 2010. Inception was like 2010. Coded was 2008. <laughs> 
I, I'm, I'm not sure if there's a direct connection. I'm just but. saying. Recoded was also 2010, but. So it's just sort of like a convergence of ideas at that point. Yeah. I don't know. But Coded is older than Recoded. Do you want to risk having to go down another layer at this point? You have to dream a little bigger. Datasaurus says they can come back another time because he's going to stick with Riku because he is also Data. So Don and Goofy thinks that think that sounds fun and promise to come back and visit again. I don't know if yep. they ever do. Oh, Journal Ku goes, uh, well, there's something important. Journal Ku says the news can wait, which seems iffy. Yeah, she can wait until the Disney characters make it back. But that means that this is the end, right? Coded's over? This is definitely a disaster flag. I'm sorry. I mean, are you did they program you to trip all of these? Because, wow, I'm hearing an <laughs> echoing bing bong in the back of my ears and I don't know why. <laughs> back in the library, the Disney characters reunite with Chip and Dale in the library. Hooray, the story's over. We've made it out of all the uh, story brackets. Well, then General Ku has to contact in the bad news. So now we're having the Metal Gear Solid end scene, I guess. Yeah. Datasora and Journal Ku are done for now, and the journal will return to how it was. And Goofy starts figuring out what the hell that means. He's just kind of thinking to himself while Journal Ku is going on about how everything will be repeated as it was before. So all the new information from when this begun will be gone. Does that mean that this was just one big shaggy data story? We still don't know who put that extra data in the journal, but who cares? Coded is over, right? I mean, Coded is a lesson how Kingdom Hearts should not try meta, or at least not for recapping. Wait, what happens to us when we're done then? Anyway, see you next time. Oh, come on, John. You cannot even pretend this time. If we really assume to be no final confrontation to this. We had that. It was the fight with Pete Lad episode. Why is this still going? Ada recovery, 100%. There's still an hour left on the video. Glitch found in darkness. Why? Elite date escape. Yes. Slash. No. Someone Light. types. Yes. Yes. And then everything begins to rumble in the day escape. Journal crew oh. thinks they might have missed a bug. I mean, you always you always miss one, you know? Yep. Yep. Everything in the data escape is about to be deleted. Everyone's concerned about data store on journal crew. And Jiminy even gives a moment to consider Maleficent and Pete. Good work, Jiminy. Well, Mickey isn't really Machiavellian today, so he's not really wanting to let the villains die no matter how easy to make things. Yeah, like, he specifically knows that they should save them since they aren't made of data. He's used like, I've never been their biggest fan. They're not made of data. We have to find a way to save them. Does that mean Mickey doesn't actually care what happens to the data people? I think this is Mickey's non-data privilege talking, and he's just being insensitive about it. Probably. I mean, theoretically, they're going to be they're going to survive in a way like they're going to they're going to lose their memories, but they'll still exist. I guess you could say is the kind interpretation here. Mm-hmm. But we don't know what's going to happen to real beings once they lock the journal. Data Sword decides to be the ultimate good data boy and take care of all this. And obviously, Journal Coup tries to stop him. But obviously, Data Sword dives into the weird heart door in Hollow Bastion because what do you think this is? Like not a Kingdom Hearts game? <laughs> And so when Datasora gets there, Pete and Maleficent are fighting a large data dark side. A real, it's really a weird space. They're like in a big, let's call it science fiction-y grid room with like circuits and everything there with data chips. And this dark side looks weird. Doesn't it have like weird like rainbow glows that kind of pulse over it? 
Kinda. It has matrix text too, right? It's basically, it's covered in what look like different types of data patterns or maybe runes that are posting different colors. And also it's kind of like half phased the ground, like its legs aren't even existing, like it's like it's looming out of the, of the existence here. And so a rainbow charge heartless can't be good because that kind of implies that it's got a little bit of light in it, which is something that's not really supposed to happen. Datasaur tries to get Pete and Maleficent out of there, with, and Maleficent's not keen on it. Like, I'm not going to take orders from you. And Pete's like, I think the Pete Pinsquick here may have a point. Yeah, I, th- I think it's just Maleficent trying to be haughty, but she she says this as she's walking through the, to, to, towards the portal out of there. The, the dark side is basically charging up for a one punch, so she knows she's got to get out of there. Yep, they get out of there. Voiceless text on screen appears. Rage. Hatred. And now glitches to feed my darkness. Journal Ku has figured it out and he beams like, no, this is Sora's Heartless. I have this block of text in my notes. Wait, is it Sora's Heartless or Data Sora's Heartless? Journal Ku came to specifically Sora's Heartless. So because that idea got recorded in the journal, Sora's Heartless is somehow responsible for all this. What the fuck? Okay, because the journal revolved around Sora's actions, the journal wouldn't exist without him. And because the Heartless is recorded in the journal, that means the Heartless of Sora is part of the journal. And unlike the Heartless of Sora that came back because of Kairi, since this story is conveniently ignoring Kairi, this data Heartless, Sora, is our villain. What the fuck? Does this somehow play into Varum Rex? Because Data Sora has been getting stronger in the Datascape, so has Data Heartless Sora. There's also the fact that it gets stronger from destroying and corrupting other Data, which is, again, another Data equals Hearts thing. And apparently, because these data heartless kind of have hearts, and data stores releasing data hearts. However, there is no data kingdom hearts for the data hearts because actually hearts can't be data. So data hearts are data minds, and data stores data heartless eats the data minds because super data heartless. So we're fighting huh. an X death. Cool, I can accept that. Also, does that mean minds are equivalent to data? Is lingering will data? Am I data? <laughs> well, I'm Lego, so I don't know what the fuck. So let's move on. <laughs> yep. I mean, it's not even like I'm binary made out of strings or something. <laughs> so Data Sora fights the Data Dark Side, which is himself as a Dark Side. Yep. Kind of. It's basically just a heart. It's just, it's just a Dark Side that looks a little cooler. More text. We get the rage, hatred, glitches to feed my darkness. And then another line is added. And soon, hearts to sate my hunger. Yeah. And then like in front of the Data, I think the Dark Side literally stays in the background and a Dark Sora appears in front of it. And now it's fighting for. This one is actually kind of interesting because of the fact that I guess there's two beings we now know of that are able to keep some semblance of self as a heartless. And one of them is uh, Xehanort uh, as Ansem Seeker of Darkness. And the other now is Sora. And he actually went through another layer. Also, don't forget Scarlet Line. But right, right. this is all data. So God knows what the rules actually are. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, now it's a Shadow Link fight. Evolving. Oh no, it hit ultimate. That means it hit species line. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. <laughs> data Sora loses the ability to summon the Keyblade as the Data Dark Side gets bigger, and then Mickey shows up to help him. Can Mickey just show up? <laughs> we always help friends, but even when the darkness closes in on you, always look inside, and that's where you'll find the light. Mickey lasers the giant Dark Side, and in a dramatic single-stroke leaping battle. Because basically the, the, the Heartless reduces back to the original shadow, like the original yeah. like a generic shadow type Heartless originally. Right, right. 
dramatic single stroke leaping battle where they both jump in the air and one of them falls. Yep. However, one's a tiny mouse creature with short claws. The other one has a, has a huge key sword. So I don't think this is not a, a big suspense. Yep. So, okay. With that, Datasaur and Mickey return to Hall of Bastion. It was just a final fight. This must be the Datamoth at the end of everything, right? Well, we got Jernoku, Maleficent, Pierre here. Jernoku saved the villains. They actually had disappeared in the explosion, so we didn't know what happened. Have they become flotsam in the Sea of Fragments? Is the Sea of Fragments data too? We can't make that reference yet. Wait, we can do whatever we want. Our existence is almost done. <laughs> so we have to say goodbye to Maleficent, Pete. Pete, Maleficent, you're here. You're all right. I found them caught inside a rift in the data. Hmm. We were just fine. You'll hear no word of thanks from me, child. Sayonari for the one, two, three of ya. I'm out. See you chumps on the other side. Well, I think I'll keep eyeing them the way out. By the way, don't think we're letting you off the hook. Pretty soon, the data will go back to its original form, the way it was before all those bugs showed up. It's time to say goodbye. Huh? What gives? Is it a glitch? There's some kind of lump in my throat. It's not a glitch. That's just what goodbye feels like. When we met in the datascape, it brought back a whole bunch of memories. The day I set out on my first big adventure, the day I made a new friend, a special friend, they all came rushing back to me. I knew that the journal is not just a diary. It's a collection, a collection of all we felt. The journal shows what's in our hearts. We'll tell the other Sora and Riku about what happened here. That way, this journey that we just had will be one everyone shares. The memories will always connect us. They'll be our own special bond. Remember, we're friends forever, Sora. Yep, friends forever, your majesty. <sighs> wow, that was corny. And why is with him going through the, I am, what is this a glitch? Because I'm feeling something. No, just because you're data. You're not data from Star Trek. You're not a android learning human feelings. You're an exact copy of a person who's been acting like a normal human being the whole time. And suddenly right now you're like, what is this lump feeling? Is it data problem? Yeah, like, it's, it makes no sense. This is the point at which I think the glurge meter maxes out in this game. Yes, they, they absolutely. One hundred percent. I'm literally going back to the end of Star Trek Generations. I'm happy, but I'm crying. I think the emotion chip chip is malfunctioning. No, it's <laughs> acting normal. Like Jesus. Like, it, 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 it's like I I appreciate the intent. Well, let's check in with Melissa and Pete. They're probably more fun. Always are. That is wandering through the void in a multicolored path called Betwixt and Between. I think that's the one from Kingdom Hearts 2 we saw before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's finally clear. What's that? Why that world they called the Date Escape seems so familiar. Huh? A book known as the Ancient Book of Prophecies. It's said to be capable of transcribing events that have yet to take place. No kidding. If we got our mitts on something like that, we could finally take over permanent-like. Yes, considering legend has that the book can also conjure, making an entire world filled with beings and powers that have yet to exist. Really? A book can just make up a world? I don't know. That sounds like nothing more than fluffy pink kids' fairy tale stuff. It just sounds too good to be true. Ah, but who's to say a fairy tale's not true? And I ask you, how does that differ from this world they call the Date Escape? Ooh. Don't you think it might just be worth our while to search for a connection? Perhaps there's a link of some sort between that so-called journal of theirs and the Book of Prophecies. 
I'd say with that, we're on to something huge, eh, Maleficent? Ours is not a lost cause. First, we must take possession of this data of theirs. I bet that's that not important. A, yeah, I bet Real John should know this is relevant. I don't even care if they find out now. It serves them right for, for pushing this off on us. Wait, would we I even think, exist if they didn't? I think the whole point of this story is that we exist whether or not those guys acknowledge us, right? No, that's Umi Neko. I mean, that literally can't be the truth. They directly created us. <laughs> so I'm I'm just laughing about that whole thing with Pete talking about, you know, kids fairy tale stuff because he's literally talking to an evil fairy straight out of a fairy tale. I do think <laughs> that's kind of her snark back is like, who says fairy tales aren't true? Yeah, but also like Winnie the Pooh. Now we have an actual framework for why the Winnie the Pooh book works. Because it's the book of prophecies. I get. I don't know. That's it. Holy shit. That's why the book is so important. That's Everyone, the real the, truth. Everyone, what the fuck have you been doing? <laughs> I wonder if that's actually going to be the thing. Because I hope that, I really hope that's good. I really hope that's going to be the thing because that would be hilarious. So anyway, I guess we're just going to go to this nice little closing scene. Mickey bids farewell to Data Sora. A nice, quiet version of Dearly Beloved plays throughout. And Data Sora seals the way out with this keyblade. Mickey returns to the library. And on the screen appears a little uh, sprite image of, of Data Sora as a thank you card. And the screen fades to black and the music fades out. Okay, this is it. It has to be over now. There is no possible way this can go on. The screen fades back in and Goofy opens his damn mouth. No, fuck you. Fuck you. We never did figure out that mysterious message. Ah! Q pops up in a, in a video call to say that a new world has shown up. I want <laughs> off Jiminy Cricket's wild ride. Are you sure we can blame this on Jiminy? Well, else do you want to blame it on? Well, Jernoku wants to explore the new world to get answers to the message that was in it. But Datasaurus lost his memory adventure. He can't do this. It's up to Mickey now. Why is this all happening again? Okay, so next, Data Pluto wakes up in Datasaura in Traverse Town. And then Mickey shows up. God damn it, this is why I hate Coded. Datasaura has no idea what's going on. That dude the endless recursion of time. Uh, Sora-kun, Denwa. <laughs> uh, John's, John's shut down or something, oh dear. Yep. Well, Mickey tells Datasaur about the message that needs to be figured out. And Datasaur doesn't know anything and doesn't have a clue what's going on and doesn't really care. He's just going to help because he doesn't have any of the memories from everything that just happened, right? Sign me up for some of that too, please. I just love that once again, Datasaur is just such a, a purely good boy. He, he's not even questioning things anymore. <laughs> so Mickey uh, sends a keyhole for Datasaur to unlock. And guess what? We're going to go to our favorite place, Castle Oblivion. Oh, boy. Datasora can't see Mickey anywhere, but then a cloak guy shows up. Me? I'm nobody. Yeah, hardy hard, buddy. In this place, to find is to lose, and to lose is to find. Yeah! Okay, look, you're just going to have to accept we're going forward here. You need to focus, because <laughs> we're running out of steam on our own. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Datasora has to play Chain of Memories. He has no idea what's going on, but he's willing to go along with anything and trusts everyone instantly. Gee, yeah. this was a trap like the original Chia memories. He'd be extra screwed. I mean, look, we've already done this twice, right? 
we know what Datasora <laughs> is. Do we need to rehash this point? <laughs> anyway, yeah, Datasora ends up seeing an illusion of people from the card, uh, and he apparently needs to remember the people that he met. Okay, says, no, it doesn't. None of this matters. Boy, I wish that were true. <laughs> well, a trio of Final Fantasy characters show up and talk to Datasora and then vanish. One by one. And, like, what is it? It's Leon, Aerith, and Yuthi? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like, it's the Traverse Town people. And they, like, just like how Chain of Memories started with us meeting those three people, this one starts with Datasora meeting these three people and then talking to them without any actual words on screen, and then they all vanish one by one. I get the feeling we clearly cut, like, a gameplay scene to the way it's presented. I figure it's probably just, uh, you know, like... No, no. Here's the thing. This stuff was added to Recoded's whole thing. I don't think this part is gameplay. But remember, Recoded has a game version before there was just the uh, movie version. This might just this might have been stuff that was added in uh, in uh, the DS version. You're right. Mm. So I imagine there might be like some like, you know, brief level of whatever the card was. Yeah, I don't care to look and find out. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> listeners. Uh, so then a cloak guy shows up. And while we briefly assume it's the same one, clearly it's not. Yeah. Datasora remembers that the cloak guy is Riku. So, yeah, I guess this is a different cloak guy. Considering who we know the other cloak guy is, I will say whether voices are different when they're both talking in that quiet murmur, it's kind of hard to immediately pace them apart. True, true. So our cloak guy, who is Riku, says some some things to Sora. Yeah, he has a hidden truth that's nowhere to be found. Something I want you to see and something I want you to feel. Yep, we get a flashback to a scene we never saw before. Riku grasping the moon and what looks to be Big Ben, comatose Kairi behind him. The clip shows don't really work like that. They've gotten clip shows wrong two different ways at once. How do you do that? Datasaur remembers that he was on a journey, and thus it's time for yet more Kingdom Hearts 1 recap. They say, Riku asks, what did Kyrie and I have in common? Smell? Fuck you, Sora. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently the answer is hurt. Oh, Uh, no. I hurt myself today. I'm as well at this point. To see, see if I, I could feel. Neither of you are. Focus the, on the pain. Neither of you are Johnny Only Cash, nor are you real. even Johnny Cash's data. What about Trent Reznor? <laughs> I don't think either of us are his, any of us are his data either. The point of karaoke is not to be good. The point of karaoke is to have fun. True. Oh, yeah. True. Anyway. Uh, Sora was a good boy that would have saved Kairi and Riku from her hurt. Yep. And that gives memory Riku a little monologue here. I just wanted you to see. You always make the right choices. On the road ahead, more than one truth will come to light. You'll forget things, lose things that you care about, and it won't always make sense. It'll be frustrating and it'll make you angry. It may even hurt so badly you'll feel like you're about to lose yourself. But don't worry, Sora. That won't happen to you. You won't let it. You're like a sponge. No matter how much pain you throw at you, you'll suck it up and leave things a little bit better. Just follow your heart and you can change the lives of not one, but many. You don't have to do anything special. Just do what you do. Be yourself. After all, that's what you're good at. Do what feels right to you. Then vanishes and Datasaurus seems to act like he wasn't even there. It's weird, but like that's an important little monologue, as it turns out, because it is reminding us and helping set up sort of the themes of the next big arc of Kingdom Hearts. And uh, it's kind of regrettable that it is stuck here in the back third of the worst Kingdom Hearts experience. (laughs) We're about to do our third and most insane loop of the games. 
Oh yeah, yeah. So I like that little monologue, though. I still think there's the you're like a sponge. Oh, this Sora. is so it's is, so clergy. It's so clergy, <laughs> but it's really good. It's like it's good for what its intent is. But oh mm. man, all these monologues from these characters at this point are just kind of like, oh no, this is what yeah. people are complaining about when they t- complain about Kingdom Hearts. I click your sticker picker up first, or I. I actually like all of these monologues a lot, but uh-huh. they get a bit much. This is basically the monologue arc. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is a lot of different characters just kind of shouting speeches at Sora. Yeah, I, well, yeah. Well, at Dana Sora, but yes. Yes. And it's a Sora. So the non-Riku cloak guy shows up again, yep. and he tries to get Sora, Data Sora to remember the names of the three people he was just talking to. Yeah, I have in my notes, hey, wait, that's not David Dallager anymore. That's Jesse McCartney. And he's being really aggro now, too. Let's pretend we don't know who this character is. Let's be polite. They're trying so hard. They're trying <laughs> so very hard to keep it a secret and they're failing at yeah. it. But anyway. Oh, Cloak Guy hands Data Sora a bunch more cards. We so keep playing Chain of Memories. So I actually have a confession. I did not realize who it was because I had not played a lot of the games very recently when I had done this. So I was not tuned to whose voice it was. So until the reveal of who this cloak guy is, I actually had no idea the first time I watched it. Well, yeah, so it wasn't so much the voice, it's the attitude and the what character would fit in this spot. Yeah. (laughs) All of these cards were created from data in the journal and all of them will show you more illusions. But from now on, the illusions won't be your friends. You're fresh off the island, which makes everyone you meet total strangers. Here's a fun little thought. The folks you're about to see, you can fight them all you want. What do you care? They're only strangers. Actually, illusions of strangers. Just a collection of empty bits of data. They won't be able to make the distinction between what's real and what's not. They'll look at the white walls of this castle and what they'll see is the worlds they come from. Anyway, the truth would be wasted on them. So why bother? They're only there until they're not. Do you see where I'm going with this? Nothing's real. You can break their little hearts they don't have and then forget about it. No hurt feelings. No baggage. It's that simple. You don't have a heart. It's 100% guilt-free. That's what you think. What? It's obvious you know nothing at all. Everything you say is a lie. I might have the strength to hurt someone, but what exactly would be the point? I know that it would tear me up inside. That ache would stay with me for a long time. You might not know it now, but I hope you'll see that nothing is guilt-free in this world. Hmm. You've arrived at the first question. Kingdom Hearts really shouldn't try to do meta. <laughs> like, okay, th- think about it for a moment. Like, it's pretty common nowadays for games to... P- Call attention to the fact that they are games and go, hey, guess what? You could do whatever the fuck you want in here, right? What does that say about you if you do that? Go ahead and do it. And I kind of. And the weird thing is, I've read this part of the game, there are technically different endings you can pick for each of the segments. I have no idea what happens to them, but it's like if you do certain things, you have different results. I have no idea what it means. I couldn't find enough details about it. That's kind of cool. Sad that it kind of got glommed up in this one big cutscene thing. In the most boring way possible. Kingdom Hearts mostly runs on the idea that Sora is a good boy. And if you're trying to tell Sora to not be a good boy, then everything feels like it doesn't work, right? Well, anyway, 
Datasaur goes and meets the Traverse Town crew, which in this case, I believe, was Huey, Dewey, Louie, and Sid. Sid, the mysterious fourth duck sibling. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they all vanish one by one. Datasaur, I can't remember who they were. Datasaur feels heartache over forgetting him. But he turns it into a positive thing, because even as Data, Sora is a good boy who never gets down. I think the reasoning is more or less the fact that he's hurting means that he remembers it at some level. And oh, so yeah. that hurt will turn into a uh, uh, a basically a lead to the truth. Like you say, he's like, he's like, I give up. I can't remember them. But if I forgot them completely, I wouldn't be missing anyone. So <clears throat> it doesn't make sense. I just need to find his own chair in my memory. Nice. Let's go. It's like he's just happy again. So, yeah. So he goes around to meet the Alice in Wonderland crew. They vanish one by one. After that, the Hulk guy shows up to egg Datasaur on some more. But Datasaur is less easy to egg on right now. It's like he's like it's, he's basically saying, you're wrong. I'm right. He's kind of being very stubborn. <laughs> we get more usage of the word hurt when he says, you said there would be no hurt feelings, but I am hurting. Oh, boy. And proving this Sora needed to learn the same lesson original Sora did in Chain Memories. He's just saying, I'm going to use whatever is happening to me here as for my key to unlock what I need. Yep. It's running right. It's like right, run right into the sign saying trap this way, Sora. Right on schedule. So Deosora visits the Hercules crew. And again, they vanish one by one. We don't even know what's said. They, he just kind of meets them and yep. they disappear. Cloak Guy shows up once again. You know, it's the Castle Oblivion chain of memory structure. You've yep. lost your memories, but the only thing you found in return was hurt. The hurt owns you now. And just like a chain of memories, it just goes right to the very next scene where Datasora meets the Agro people. They vanish one by one. This is getting repetitive. Yeah, that hurt. John, it'll eat away at your data until you fall into madness. Wait, what am I saying? <laughs> yeah, so now we can see Cloak Guy's face. It's pretty clearly Roxas. No shit. Yep. It's not too late to run. Yes, it is. This is about where I knew it was Roxas. I, 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 as I said, maybe I'm just slow, but it really had been a hot minute since I saw Roxas. I feel like it's oh. fair that it that like if it's been a while since you played one of these games, you might be like, who dis? Mm. <laughs> so, game, who dis? Yep. So there's one last card. And it's Hollow Bastion, but Datasora is not sure if he should use it. He waffles a little bit about it. Yep. He goes soliloquizing. It's just it's just him draining time at this point. Yeah, it's not fun. And then Mickey <laughs> shows up as a voiced orb of light because we got to keep doing the Chain of Memories retread because this is like what he did for Riku in Chain of Memories. Gosh, this is fun. I forgot how much fun it was. <laughs> yep. Mickey shows Datasora Donald and Goofy as motivation. Everyone needs Donald and Goofy as motivation. Just look at him. Look at their stupid faces. Look at their huge eyes. <laughs> you, hurt. you hurt. I warned you. Okay, so someone's feeding me lines. What the hell? So Donald and Goofy disappear, and Mickey tells Datasaur to hold on a little bit longer. Datasaur presses on, not willing to let the hurt pull him into the darkness. So Datasaur then meets Pete and Maleficent with the Halabashi card, and then they vanish one by one, because why wouldn't they? So do you know what the definition of insanity is? It's doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Do you know what the definition of insanity is? Shut up. No one likes Far Cry. <laughs> you actually lose me on that one. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I think it was what Far Cry was. It was it five that had that trailer. Oh, was it four? I forget. All I know is that 
like there was this really there was a trailer that a bunch of like very FPS lover type gamers were like, oh, man, so deep, y'all <laughs> over using that line. The do you know what the definition of insanity is thing? And I just like I mean, it's an old line. It's like the exact same people that played Bioshock Infinite and thought, wow, so deep at the ending. I don't like Bioshock <laughs> Infinite. <laughs> I never played it. Good. It's a little bit meh. Anyway. Now that all the cars are done, Cloxus shows up to gloat. Did I seriously write Cloxus in my notes? Yes, yes, I did. That's an indication. Oh, boy. Let's do the scene. You've used up all the cards, I take it. I would ask if you enjoyed your little trip, but we both know that you've forgotten it, that you're feeling pretty empty. No, I'm not. I may not remember who I met, but I do remember that I met them. And knowing that I've forgotten them, I miss them. So you hurt. I warned you. Don't you remember what I said? That hurt will drag you down into the darkness? You have to get rid of all of it. No, I don't. I can keep the hurt because it reminds me of something important. It lets me know that what I've forgotten is crucial. That's enough. I won't run from it. It'll stay inside my heart until the day I remember. The darkness will take you first. If I put the hurt aside, I'll lose my ties to all the people I care about. My mind's made up. I may end up falling into the darkness, but I'll carry this with me. I'll only get rid of it when I remember everything, and not a day sooner than that. I'll keep the hurt with me for the time being. That's all I have. It's what holds the pieces in place. I accept that. You say you accept it? It's not a game. From under the feet, the room transforms to a single white platform with four pillars surrounded by a purple void, a flower petal scattering through the air. Zora gasps as the figure conjures a white keyblade in his left hand and a black keyblade in his right and holds the black one's tip next to Sora's head as other promise starts to play, just to drive the point home. It's way past time you learned what real hurt feels like. Then they have a fight. There's a very large uh, clash. Yeah, we're doing Kingdom Hearts 2 again. <laughs> it's pretty, it's much to expect, like fighting, like Sora fighting the uh, cloak figure who's where, who has his obvious two blades. Eventually, when he, he fights him off and the, and he does change back to the uh, Oblivion hallway. Yep. Come on, Sora. Do it. Finish me off. <sighs> Why won't you do it? I get it. You've seen through my disguise. I'm just like everyone else you've encountered in this place. Made of data. I'm not even worth the effort. Is that what it is? Guess there's no point in destroying something if it never existed. Is that right? Not at all. You say that you're an illusion, but you certainly pack a really big punch. You said you'd show me hurt, and you weren't wrong. Actually, the hurt that I just felt was more than that. Sure, it might have hurt while we were fighting, but I sensed a different kind of hurt from you. It was kind of like an intense, sharp pain, but it felt sort of familiar, almost like it was my own, as if we'd been connected right when we shared the same hurt. If somehow it brings me closer to people in that kind of way... And carrying around a little hurt can't be all that bad. <sighs> can't be all that bad. All right. I give up. Here. You pass, Sora. Congratulations. You understand hurt. Now use this to find the truth. He hands Sora a card that has an image of Castle Oblivion. What do you mean? My role was to see if you were ready to take ownership of the hurt inside you. And now that role is done. Nothing left for me to do but go away. Are you going to go back home? 
I don't know if I really have one, but there, there's a place I'd like to be. A place? Uh, where? And the figure just moves forward and appears to just pass into Sora as if merging with him. What's this feeling? I've got memories that don't belong to me. A place to call home. At a sunset, that's comforting. My first and my last. Summer vacation. You can rest easy. I've got you now. Damn it, why am I feeling a little misty-eyed or coated? Perhaps you're having a glitch. This lump in your throat? <laughs> coated actually has a good story hidden in it. It's just that there's a bunch of bad yeah. repetition and framing. Yeah, it has yeah. a good story in spite of itself. Yeah, yeah like, um... <clears throat> The writing is not doing it much favors and the repetition doesn't do it much favors, but like the core of it is still solid Kingdom Hearts storytelling. Which I actually really liked the whole part where uh, Roxas got angry at the whole thing, because once you know what the story is about, uh, you you understand why Roxas was getting angry at some of the things uh, Sora was saying. Yeah, yeah. He was there like he has a it's some reason he somehow was assigned this position but at the same time, he also just like his own frustrations finally exploded again. Yeah. In some ways, this is a bit of a retread of the end of Kingdom Hearts 2. But I mean, this whole game like is sort of a sum up and kind of like encapsulating everything that we actually need to care about for why Sora is the character that he needs to be for what's coming next. Yeah. So. Again, which would be worthwhile if this was a Sora that's going to retain these lessons. Good point. <laughs> So finally, Datasora heads through the door and Mickey, just as Mickey catches up. Yep. On the other side of the door, Datasora and Mickey find Naminé in front of the sauropod. Sauropod! Once again, Naminé is here to explain the plot at the last minute with some Mickey to help. And I do have in my notes, finally, someone thanked Naminé because Datasora thanks Naminé. And now every time I think of the sauropod, I just think there's like a a patasaurus there. (laughs) There, There's just a pallet of sauras in the back. No, it's a, no, like a sauropod. You know, that's the type of dinosaur they are. <laughs> oh, oh, gotcha. Anyway, so Namine goes over her guilt for taking apart the memories in the first place that she messed with in Kingdom Memories. Yeah, yeah. And explains that she's responsible for the bugs in Jiminy's journal. Yeah, the idea is that they are supposed to represent the pain and Sora needed to overcome them. Which I guess kind of he technically did. Huh. Right. And she, okay. And she further explains that there are memories deep in Sora's heart that don't belong to Sora and that they're memories of people connected to him. This is clearly bullshit, but I believe it. Yeah, you believe it. So Sora needs to awaken these memories. And yeah, these are memories of Ventus specifically, not of Roxas. Yeah. No one cares about Roxas. Why do you so pissed? <laughs> All the memories are too painful and could break Sora's heart if they are mishandled. We kind of got to recap everything again because Namine needed a way to help Sora face that kind of hurt. Which like comes up, comes off as, look, my bad, but I added some memories to the journal, which added a bunch of hurt. Whoops. Yeah, and now we have a data Sora that is capable of handling Ventus's hurt. What about real Sora? Yeah, he's probably fine. I think the idea is more or less if that if Data Sora could do it, it has more or less proved that real Sora could do it, even if through a different process. That's probably true. But like, real Sora is probably already at a different place than this Data Sora from the beginning of his adventure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> remember how aggro Sora was in Kingdom Hearts 2? 
<laughs> Nobody's don't exist. Boy, he boy has some stuff he needs to learn. <laughs> Damn it, Diz. Yen said you kind of have just you just you perpetuate these stereotypes. Yeah. <laughs> Datasora is confused, but Namine says he doesn't have to understand because he already has the ability to face the hurt. And honestly, we don't expect yeah. you to understand things, Sora. Just just go with it. I guess, yeah, like, it, it, this doesn't help real Sora, but real Sora probably is going to be able to handle it just fine anyway. But yeah, Datasora is ready to face all the memories, and he accesses them while holding Mickey's hand to face the hurt. It's a good thing that Mickey's coming along or else this all might have been lost, right? Oh, yeah. It'd be completely pointless as nobody even see what's going on. If a Datasaur accesses memories and there's no Mickey around, does he make a sound? That doesn't work. If there's Datasaur with memories and there's no Mickey around to hear it, does it really does it really matter to the plot? So here in the memories, Datasaur and Mickey float in a sea of white light. Axel and Roxas appear, followed by Namine and Xion. She feels so familiar and something happened, something terrible, didn't it? They're waiting for Sora. Then Terra, Aqua, and Ventus appear as well. Boy, this would be really important for Sora to learn rather than Data Sora. I know we're hammering on it, but it kind of feels like Mickey's the only one getting anything out of this. So they put Data Sora through a lot of shit. Why? Uh, Roxas demanded it. He had a rough time. Yep. I guess I can't fault that. <laughs> yep. Data Sora so, feels like he already met them, and now he has learned the important stakes from 358 two, Days Over 2 and Birth by Sleep. Which, again, one more time, I'm going to keep hammering on it. This would be very important info for Sora to learn rather than Data Sora. <laughs> hey, Sora, I've kind of downloaded this version of you into this USB drive. I want to shove it in your ear. <laughs> That's my best explanation. Yeah, yeah, I really am just trying to imagine Mickey explaining all this shit to Sora. And, like, he reaches the end and Sora just goes, so wait, go back. There's a Data version of me? <laughs> That's going to be, I don't know how he fits all in that one letter in a bottle. <laughs> And Datasora thanks Namine specifically to reference the journal message. Uh, Namine is glad to hear it, so at least someone said it, right? And this isn't Namine. This is a data copy of Namine. I think it is actually Namine, isn't it? It's hard well, to tell. Uh, I believe it is a a message left by Namine in the form of data. Okay, so it is. If you're reading this, I'm already non-existent. But you're a nobody. <laughs> <laughs> So finally, the credits roll. Oh, my God. Woof. <laughs> but, we, but, you know, because it's a uh, video game, there's going to be an after credits scene. It, not just because it's a video game, because it is a video game in a long running series that now has how many entries are we at? That's just like the sixth entry. Yeah. Mickey just writing a letter. Finishes, like, yes, Mr. President. So we, we actually see he's writing this letter to Sora. It's the one that Sora got at the end of Cage, too. Yep. So that's what that letter was. It's like he's just basically he's just going on about I wanted to tell you about these people. It's like he fit yeah. amazing. Again, I'm just saying this was a single sheet of paper. Mickey writes small. And now the door to your next journey is ready to be opened. So we're going to Kingdom Hearts 3 next, right? Right? Right. Not quite. Not quite. So let's go to Yensid's tower instead, because we got seen with with Mickey and his old master. Signs of what's next. Yensid, I think we're finally close to figure out where Ven's heart is. Is that so? Then that leaves only Terra. Right, and we've got to save all three of them. Hmm. The question is, what does Xehanort intend to do next? Xehanort? But his two halves are gone. There was Ansem, who summoned the Heartless, 
and Xemnas, who commanded the Nobodies. Did Sora defeat them both? Correct. Those two met their end. However, therein lies exactly our problem. Their destruction now guarantees the original Xehanort's reconstruction. Huh? Xehanort's heart, once seized by his heartless half, is now free. And his body, which has become his nobody, has been vanquished. Both halves will now be returned to the whole. In short, this means Master Xehanort will return. And you think, you think that maybe he's going to try something? A man like Xehanort will have left many roads open. Well, it doesn't matter what he cooks up. Me and Sora will be ready. And Riku, too. Yes, they are indeed strong. But... Not true Keyblade Masters like you. Tell me, would a single one of you suffice if what you faced was not a single one of him? What? What do you mean? Mickey, please summon Sora hither. Riku as well. Of course, but why? To show us the mark of mastery. That's a whole lot of trouble saying we're going to get the villain again, even though we keep killing him. I mean, nope. we got to set up the next game. This is just out of nowhere. Yeah, we'll get the original back by killing him. So, yeah, yeah so, it's, it's so hilarious. It's just like, I'm going to introduce new rules about Heartless. Buckle up. And now we're basically bringing the ideas of the, you know, the the organization of Keyblade Masters from uh, Birth by Sleep into the the current day of Kingdom oh, yeah. Hearts uh, yeah, with the Mark of Mastery. Yep. Uh, a lot of stuff is being set up to like fully make sense of why we needed to go do the prequel apart from letting us care about three new characters. So, and then there's one more bonus scene. For some reason, this one doesn't have a title. So we are in the computer room in past Ansem's study in Radium Garden. Uh, and Dylan Evan, alias Ienzo. There's a blue-haired guy and a red-haired guy who are likely Lee and Isa uh, back on the floor. And a man speaks. That was more difficult than I thought, but at least things are on track. Lord Xemnas is nowhere to be seen, so that means the party's already begun, huh? Yes. Man, does that Xehanort scare me like nobody's business, the way he can see into minds? And it doesn't help that no one knows what that old man wants. I wonder if even you know what's going on inside your own head. Bray is speaking to a young man with silver hair and yellow eyes wearing a black coat. I will be led wherever it is I am destined to go. Sounds to me like you don't have a clue of your own. Every Keyblade Master is bequeathed a Keyblade of his very own. With the passing of time, as you can imagine... More and more Keyblades were forged to be handed down. But of all the Keyblades in existence, Master Xehanort's is the most ancient. That is my destiny. But it is yet to become a reality. Hey, it's okay. This is all connected to the ancient Keyblade War, isn't that right? Whatever. I've got my hands full with my own plans. So which poor soul will it be? It just goes to black as he begins to say something starting with an S. And then the words reconnect Kingdom Hearts fly onto the screen. And that's the ending scene finally. Please stop the hurting. However good that overarching story was, this game could have been an email. I mean, we, we really we really have a hard time telling as this is a movie much like 358 was, but it is a very repetitive, uh, a lot of filler in the middle. Yeah. And 
And it could have been an email in the most literal sense, because all it really is, is, you know, basically telling the story of how Mickey remembered where Ventus was, more or less. Well, yeah, figured it out. Yeah. Or where his heart was. Yeah, this is a story of how Mickey figured out where Ventus was and what that letter at the end of Kingdom Hearts 2 was. We needed this whole game to explain that one thing. Especially since we learned that the, the beings of the journal, whether it's Journal Coup or Namine, were able to send messages to the physical world. I feel like they could have very easily just reached out. My understanding is that the stories for the future mobile games are way better. Uh, like, apparently, Union Key and Dark Road are both really good. But I don't think the real losses plan to go into them this season. Hopefully in the future, they'll be able to. I want to check them out. Also, a part of this, too, is that Namine, they disappeared and she wasn't really able to to send messages to the physical world anymore. So what what this whole thing was essentially was Namine finding a way to smuggle some memories that shouldn't exist into into these memories so that Sora could remember them because she couldn't find a way but to he, put them back into Sora's heart uh, while connecting them to other things. He explicitly doesn't remember them. Mickey tells him about what other Sora remembered. No, but what I'm saying that, that this, that this was That's the idea anyway. way to smuggle this message into reality again. Yeah, that's fair. Because because he she couldn't put it fit it back into Sora's heart because it didn't connect to any of the quote unquote real memories. It only connected yep. to the Castle Oblivion memories that were eliminated. She's just required someone with theater going authority to actually be able to see it, which is what the role was. <laughs> oh, no. You made those so, references already? Yep. <clears throat> so uh, I kind of feel like, uh, you know, there, there's the question of why Roxas was so kind of aggro there as well. And I kind of feel like. There's one that Sora was angry because essentially he was forgotten mm-hmm. uh, after the events of Kingdom Hearts 2. And and so he became even more of a nobody than he already was in that sense. True. But also, I kind of feel like perhaps another explanation and the reason why he had to be so cryptic is because he had to exist within the quote-unquote fake memories of Castle Oblivion, and so he had to step into the role of, you know, the really cryptic and aggro Organization 13 members. True. So he couldn't really kind of step out of that role. That's a good point. Because, you know, we're, basically all of this is, I see this as all of this being Namine trying to manipulate actual memories in order to communicate in this way. That makes sense to me. And I, I as like I said, like if I view it as like, that is the overarching story. I'm like, yeah, that's a pretty good story. But yeah. Yeah. Like just this ongoing repetition and time wasting and let's run through the worlds again for no real reason. Right. Like it's the one that like proves that the old way of doing kingdom hearts worlds cannot work anymore. Like if, if I feel like if kingdom hearts needs to, improve it needs to make the the worlds that you go to feel as important to the story as the non uh disney worlds right i think so yeah and fortunately from the memories that i have access to the next game does do that yes we're not gonna deal with that and i think i need some revenge good point we have to write we have to write a letter about what this is about i think that's how pot goes that sucks 
You have to make it really cryptic and possibly sing song and rhymey. Well, I guess we'll have to sign out now, us here in the data world. And I hope everyone enjoyed listening to us. Later. Later. Ah, it's nice that we didn't have to do coded and left it to those data uses. I hope they finish up soon. Yeah, I mean, I need to break the set down. I'm planning to make that giant Bowser. I'm surprised you can still get that much data users out of Lego. Who knew? I certainly hey, didn't. Hey, I found this letter mixed in with the Legos. It's it says we hope coded is relevant and our recap elegant. We'll see you again someday and make you pay. The hurt will return. For now, us data's adjourn. Well, that sounds threatening, but data can't do shit to us. Besides, coded is relevant. What villain would make such a claim? Wait, how did they send a physical letter? Who even sends mail anymore? I, I think it's well, best we don't question yeah. that. Yeah, probably, yeah, probably. Or, or at least ponder it to ourselves. Well, anyway, now we get to go on to the good one. Dream Drop Distance. Let's do this. Yeah. Definitely one of the more confusing ones, but at least it's, it's it does seem to be like a full game. But until oh, yeah. next time. I'm Jared. I'm John. And I'm Matt. Remember, a good story is best enjoyed with friends. Thank you for listening to Backlog Dialogues. If you're enjoying our deep dives and discussions, be sure to leave a five-star review on the podcatcher of your choice. If you're really enjoying our deep dives and discussions, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash backlog dialogues. If you'd like to hear more episodes, you can find our archives at backlogdialogues.com. Special thanks to Eli for our theme song. Kingdom Hearts and all associated trademarks are the property of Disney and Square Enix. Please support the official release. Well, I mean, we all we all could use more Bing Bong. I miss him. I miss him too. They are making Inside Out too. No, that's a bad idea. And yet they are. closes in on you always look inside I like playing a version of myself where I pull put all my optimism and good-naturedness into a very stupid data person they're waiting for Sora Actually, nominate says that line. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm waiting for Sora. Yeah. How do you like my Mickey impression? How do you like my Mickey impression? I can't do it. <laughs>